When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Crimson, and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620 PS4 Gaming, and just thank you for listening. You guys saw me do that video recently about Rucker Breckman. Um, Berkman, and he was talking about how um, poverty isn't a lack of characters, just a lack of money. And the thing about it is, he mentioned something. He mentioned um, David Grubber, and David Grubber wrote an original essay talking about, you guessed it, bullshit jobs. And um, I kind of wasn't going to do this, but after the shit that I had to deal with today with having a 20 minute meeting and talking about how e- with effectively like, well, if you don't like it, you can go to another place after complaining that it's hard to find workers. So in other words, I was told to shut up and deal with it. Well, I just thought this was actually pretty, uh, pretty apt for me to go for today. So this is just the first paragraph that I'm going to go over the 2013 essay. And I'm going to leave the links in the description. Um, I got to remind myself to link links in the description for the whole essay. But David Greiber on the phenomenon of bullshit jobs. In the year 1930, John Maynard Keynes predicted by the centuries end, technology would have advanced sufficiently that countries like Great Britain or the United States would achieve a 15 hour work week that every person, uh, excuse me, there's every reason to believe that he was right in technological terms. We are quite capable of this and yet it didn't happen. Instead, technology has been mashed. Ah, uh, no, has been marshaled, marshaled, if anything, to figure it out <laughs> ways to make us all work more. In order to achieve this, jobs have had to create that are effectively pointless. Have, excuse me. Jobs have been have had to be created that are effectively pointless. Huge swaths of people in Europe and North America in particular spend their time, spend their entire working lives performing tasks that they secretly believe that they do not need to be performed. And the moral and spiritual damage that comes from this situation is profound. It's a scar of our collective souls, yet virtually no one talks about this. And we're going to talk about this. And so you guys see this lead up that he's actually doing. So let's actually hear from the man himself about five types of bullshit jobs. Let's go. I've been doing a sort of research project where I made up a um, Gmail account called 
do I have a BS job or what at gmail.com. And um, I've been advertising on Twitter. I've got like about 250 testimonies now. And I have broken them down into five basic types. Just had to turn them up here a little bit lower. Flunky jobs, which are basically people who just are there to make someone else look good. Um, a lot of people sitting around offices say they basically don't do anything except like, you know, pass emails to someone and say, no, that's spam or, you know, they're just like there because if you don't have someone sitting in your desk, you're not actually a real executive. So listen to this characterization. There are people's job. The only job that they have is to make sure that the executive that they're working under feels good about themselves by having a sufficient enough of flunkies. That is fucking insane. That is fucking insane. Because what it denotes is that a lot of people in upper management wants to have them a petty fiefdom where they can say, oh, look how many people I have under me. Is your job one of these? Is your job being there only to say that, hey, I'm I'm helping someone out. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. My fault, guys. My fault. Hold on one second. Thought I heard the doorbell right quick. Um, but nah. No. Like, seriously. Um, Mike, um, you want to hear about bullshit jobs? I started working at... able-bodied labor when I was 16 years old for $15.50 an hour at a construction site where people were getting 10 to 12 an hour a table um, an hour table body okay I must have not read that right but no 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 see here's the thing here's the thing about the bullshit jobs this particular one specifically isn't about people building something or producing something. This is literally about, well, I need to, I, I, I need this assistant, that assistant, that if you've worked in any type of way, any type of job where these are the motherfuckers that basically can walk around an office just passing information along and not doing anything specifically important. But let's continue. 
um, similar receptionists at publishing companies where nobody ever calls. You know, they have to be there anyway. Okay, so there's millions of flunky jobs like that. Um, then you have what I call goons. Goons are people who are basically there to, um, you know, you don't need them unless somebody else has them. Sort of like armies, right? If nobody had an army, nobody would need an army. Same is true of corporate lawyers, telemarketers, all killer people like that. So they often say, ah, this is total bullshit. There's no need for this. Um, okay, that's easy. The next one. So again, goons. Like, let's just hear about this shit. How many jobs are there that just, just outright are just there to, like, just posturing? That's what these goon jobs are. Basically, they are there because somebody else has them. Marketers, PR firms, like literally, what's the purpose of a PR firm? Only because you want to drown out somebody else's PR that they're doing. It's a fucking goon job. By the same token, when you talk about things like, I know he's made a point about corporate lawyers you only have corporate lawyers is because other people have corporate lawyers it's goon shit they're your goons because somebody else has goons but let's continue one is i call them duct tapers duct tapers are there are people who are there to fix a problem that does not need to exist and everybody knows it it'd be sort of like if you have a roof in the house instead of getting a roofer put a bucket down and hire someone to like empty the water every half hour. A lot of corporations do that. Um, they'll hire someone just to deal with the damage of the fact that something is badly organized because it's easier than like fixing the problem. So there's millions of those kind of people. Then there's So again, listen to what he's saying. There are jobs where instead of fixing the problem, can it can be a complete resolve. They, oh, no, we just need to mitigate the, 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 the damages. What the fuck? Like, seriously. It's like, it's like, instead of getting a, like, uh, let's, let's use a different example. Instead of getting a plumber to fucking fix leaking pipes, they, they get somebody to come and put buckets under it. Instead of getting someone to, I don't know, completely fix the sewer system in a house or in a neighborhood, they get people to patch it. It's cheap right then and there to kind of do that patchwork. But instead... Of doing a more resolute problem instead of doing a problem that resolves it completely, these motherfuckers just like, oh fuck, duct tape. But let's get to the next. Let's get to the next one. There's box stickers. Box stickers are people who are there to allow an organization to say they're doing something that they're not doing. Um, there's a lot of that in government, but corporations increasingly do that too. So one person said, I work at a care home. My job is to like, uh, do interviews and collect data on what sort of entertainment people would like to have, which I then tabulate and, and file. Um, you know, and the problem with box stickers, of course, is that it takes up so much time that you could be 
be spending actually doing the thing. He says, like, you know, I could be entertaining these people, but actually I have to spend seven tenths of my time finding out what they would like to be doing for entertaining and then losing it because nobody cares. Um, so this is, I, I deal with box stickers all the time. I deal with box stickers all the time in my job because you know what box stickers are, especially for somebody in a call center. Box stickers are the ones that's like, well, we need to make sure you're doing this particular part this way, this particular part that way. We need you to answer the call this way. Does it help at all with what I'm trying to do? And yeah, I'm kind of making this self-centered because I'm fucking pissed off of my job. Well, and you guys know you've dealt with them in your job too. Not the people that worry about your safety or your health and safety at your job. Not OSHA related shit. But did you ask if they wanted fries with that? Did you handle this this particular way? No. Like, no. Does it work for what we're trying to address? Well, no. It, it just makes people feel better. It just makes, it just makes, it gives a better customer experience. Does it help? Does it take? No, well, well, yes, because it makes people feel loyal to the brand. So we're just checking boxes off to say it looks good. Literally, we have this in so many different businesses. And we're not talking about the people who are concerned with health and safety. That's not what we're concerned, what we're talking about. We're literally talking about people that Oh, the company thinks this looks good, so let's do it. But let's continue. Um, all right, so that's a box ticker. And then finally, um, taskmasters, who are basically there, basically middle management. They're people who are there either to supervise people who don't need supervising, which is um, most of middle management's, like, they, people write to me all the time. They say, like, I'm supposed to be making them work. Oh, they'd work all by themselves. And, you know, I have to pretend I'm doing something. So I make up these numbers and they do box digging exercises or something. Um, and then um, also make up new bullshit jobs. There's a lot of people who do that. So, this is the ones that I fucking hate. Oh my god, this... Okay, so, here. There are people who literally, the only reason why they have a job is to look busy. They, that's the only reason why they have a job, is to look busy. And I know I have some people in my audience that's like middle management and shit like that. And yeah, no, I get it. Um, but uh, what's good? What's good? But there are people who literally, and this goes back to the people that are um, that um, are um, flunkies. Like the, the taskmasters and the flunkies go together. Because the taskmasters have to justify their position. You The push to get people back to the office. That is a taskmaster thing because what they need to do, they need to verify that their job is important. They could be not doing any type of shit, but they need to verify that their job is important because reasons, reasons, these taskmaster motherfuckers need to be so, they, they need to be invested in making sure that they're watching each employee. That's why we have this the, the other video that I did, the employee tracking tracking software. This is the taskmasters to ensure that their job is actually good. 
But let's continue. A job which is to make up new jobs. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who's basically there to figure out. There, there are some people that are there to eliminate bullshit jobs, but realize their own jobs are bullshit because they're not actually going to do it. They're just box stickers to make them. Good. So there's one guy who said he worked for a bank where his job is to come up with or, um, uh, basically more efficient ways to do things. But in his 15 years, he says he's never seen one of his programs actually adopted because they always figure out it would mean firing someone who's one of their flunkies. And everybody's like, but, but, but no, I mean, you know, because like managers and executives are judged basically by how many people they have working under them. We have. Wow. Like literally you just gave this man a job just to sing your praises. And then when he's actually starting to use power. Not well, not the not 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 David, but he's literally describing a job. But it's like, oh yeah, we need you to reduce the um, redundancies. Okay, you can do this. No, don't do that. You you get rid of the people that I'll need under me. But let's go, let's go. A really really twisted idea of the value of work. You know, there used to, there was a time that people thought that work produces something. You know. Um, it is there, you know, everything is, is, all value comes from labor. This is very, the labor theory of value is almost universally accepted um, in the 19th century. But they had a very silly focus on factory work, you know, craftsmen, like, you know, production. Most work isn't production, right? Most pro work is caregiving. Most work is maintain, maintaining things. As I always say, you, you, you make a cup once, right? You wash it like a thousand times. <laughs> so most work is keeping things the same. It's not recreating things. Um, and they lost that. So, so it became easy to change the discourse and say, no, 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 uh, production is really created by job creators. And, you know, So here's the thing. Here's with the Keynesian economics. My man, David, he's kind of Keynesian, half in a camp of Keynesian, half in a cup, cap of Marx. But listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. Watch. Wealth producers who are businessmen uh, who come up with the ideas and you're just a robot doing what you're told. Um, and and that, so then the question is, well, how do you make people validate work at all? You know, uh, and so you tell them, well, it's 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 morally good. You know, if you're if you're not. If you're a parasite, that's bad, right? You need to be working harder than you want to be at something you don't really like very much, or else you're a bad person, you know. Um, and and that Protestant work ethics. No, it's righteous, righteous to work. Am I getting anything out of it? Well, no. You getting the the sense of a good day's work. But is it harder and harder for me to live working with you? Well, no. You should just be thankful that you have a job. Dev Idle hands is the devil's workshop, right? People resenting each other. And and so now increasingly, if work is about self-abnegation, self-sacrifice, and self-puritanical moral discourse, well, the more you get out of the work personally, the less valuable it is, right? And people actually think like that. You know, they say, well, you know, you're actually making cars, you're teaching children, you want benefits too? I mean, that's, you know, there's this idea if, you, if you're getting something out of the work, they shouldn't probably shouldn't pay you at all, but they certainly shouldn't pay you as much. Um, so in a weird paradoxical way, even the knowledge that you're producing something has come to be seen on some unconscious and sometimes conscious level as subtracting from the value of the job rather than adding to it. So production itself. So like you like this is fucking maddening. How many times you working at your job have you been shamed for wanting more money, wanted more benefits? How many times, how much do you see in the media that they shame striking employees for wanting just more protections? Sometimes it's not even about wanting more money. Sometimes it's just wanting more protection. And 
people are shamed because they want more for them job for their job. You're ashamed for it because you should be thankful that you have a job. What? What? Let's let this finish out. That is kind of worshipped. Uh, when right, I, when I said, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, production, I'm talking about industrial production. Yeah, so yeah. that's worship. And so there's this kind of guilt about not being involved in industrial production. Right. So, uh, or, but also resentment of people who get to do something that with their hands that actually makes a difference. You know, these people will say that. They'll say, like, look at these auto workers. They're being paid $25 an hour and they're getting all these benefits and vacations. And it's like, you know, well, why not? You know, they don't seem to like objective. Some guy sitting in an office doing nothing gets much more money than that. Um, well, it's because there's this idea, well, they get to make cars. I get to sit here and do nothing, pretend to work all day. And it's miserable. <laughs> you know, like they want like benefits like I get to, you know, and, and that's real. People really think like that. I, actually, a right wing activist confirmed this uh, on one of the blogs when I was saying that, that they cultivate a resentment against people with real work. That he said, yeah, you know, that's true because when we started these campaigns against um, teachers, we started actually talking about school administrators because they're the ones who really create the problems that everybody knows it. They don't do anything, and it, it had no purchase. People wouldn't get excited about them. Then we started talking about teachers. It took off. Complaining about you. Yeah, yeah, campaigning against them. All right, so the thing about it is, of course, not all of that is scientific. I can't say that it is, but the fact is, how like. How fucked up is it that you think that um, somebody like one, let's, let's just address the elephant in the room, that the only way you can justify your work is to have people under you like the fuck. That's how you justify your worth in a company is how many people are under you. What type of and then to literally just have people to say, oh, they're just busy. We need to come up with a different idea of what work is, how it affects us, and how it benefits us. We need to come up with a different idea because this shit is killing us. This The stress is going up. The, the, the fucking inequality is fucking us all over. And the fact is that people just have this whole thing of, no, you should work because it's good. It's fucking stupid. It is horrendously stupid because the only thing it does is reinforce a system for the motherfuckers on top. That's all it does. It just reinforces them. And it leaves us fucked up. I don't know what else to say. I do not know what else to say. I can only say that um, if you want to help me... With the stream so I can actually leave the corporate world because this shit is fucking unbelievable. Um, please like, share, and subscribe. Join join the Guardian team. I, I I know I'm supposed to be pushing that, but I don't. And um subscribe on my YouTube channel and follow my Twitch. Other than that, I'm gonna cut the video segment here.